This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have another great, fun-packed show. Um, I've got my good friend here. Tim Hughes. Now, who is Tim? Well, Tim is one of the world's leading pioneers and innovators of social selling. Uh, we'll talk about social selling and what that definition really means. Um, but, you know, social selling is currently ranked number one uh, by Onalytica as the world's most influential social selling uh, persons in the world. And LinkedIn has said that he is one of the world's, uh, he's also the eight sales experts globally to follow in LinkedIn, which is a really big accreditation. Um, so kudos to Tim. Tim is also the co-author of two books, two best-selling books, and the third book, Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, which is his second edition, uh, which we're going to be talking a little bit about as well. Uh, some of the things that we're going to be covering today, ladies and gents, is we're going to be covering a little bit about what is social selling? Because I, you know, it's interesting because I was having conversations with Tim offline and I suppose there was, I, I'm going to share what my perception of what it was before our conversation. And maybe that might be what you're thinking. And maybe there's kind of a, maybe there is a, a relationship or not, but we're going to talk about what social selling really is. What are the techniques and tactics that um, Tim advises his clients when it comes to increasing sales and marketing? How do they influence and behave intertwine in terms of social selling but we also i'd also like tim to share maybe a recommended checklist for you guys in terms of being able to not only increase your social selling skills but also in terms of being able to increase sales and marketing conversions within your business as well especially in the digital marketing world uh in the digital world as you know especially over the last couple of years i feel like that's really accelerated um during sort of after COVID and things like that. And that's going to continue to um, grow on uh, year on year. So without further ado, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much. It's been great. It's, it's great. To, you know, it's interesting. So um, I, I, I've noticed this is just a general observation. I've noticed yeah. more and more bald men are coming onto my show. Did you? I just wanted to share that. It was just a general observation. Publicly <laughs> <laughs> challenged, I think, is it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, um, looking forward to our, today's conversations. Um, you know, and it's interesting, social selling, because, and I'll quickly share with the listeners when we were talking offline about my ideology of what social selling was, was basically like just basically uh, building rapport and having conversations with someone on LinkedIn and you know, potentially building human connections so that they, I could potentially sell them. That was kind of like my premise. But is that is 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 there any element of truth in what I what my presumption or uh, in that or or not? I mean, or, talk to me about the bigger picture. Um, I'd agree with you. I think that the uh, whatever anybody who's in B two B 
mm. to sell what they've got to sell has got to have a conversation. Yeah. So what we're looking for is conversations. Where, whether and 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 there's lots of different ways of of doing that. You can ring people up. You can send people emails. Mm. Um, or what you can do is that you can have conversations on social media. So I'm not talking about connecting to people and pitching because that's spam. I'm not connecting, not suggesting that you connect to people and then wait and then pitch to them again. That's spam. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a definition of social selling, which is using your presence and behavior on social media to build influence, make connections, grow relationships and trust, which lead to conversations and commercial interactions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like that. And 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 what that is is about um, it's about what you said, which is how do I grow relationships on social media fast? Because I've got a number to make, and, and, and it's a quarterly or a monthly number. How can I do that at scale? And I think traditionally people think that I've heard a lot of people say that social selling takes a long time. It doesn't. Is mm. is that's utter rubbish? You know, if you think about it, um, if you if if I look credible mm-hmm. on social media, and that's important, we will come back to that, I'm sure. If I look credible, if I look like an expert in my field, you're more likely to have a conversation with me. So if I connect to you and I connect to you in a way that's not spammy, which is it's and the best way to connect to people isn't by telling people how great I am. Because the connection is about the person that you're connecting to. It's True. about them, about what you can learn from them. But, you know, you need to be empathetic. Yes. Um, and and so you can connect. LinkedIn allows you to have 200 connections a week. Mm. So that's that's a possibility to have 200 conversations a week. Mm. That would radically change anybody's pipeline. I was writing an article this morning. I wrote a, an article back in 2016 called How to Get 10 C-Level Meetings a Week by Using Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I actually, it's published on my LinkedIn profile. It's for free. It's not gated. It's it's still there. I checked. Nice. Um, and and um, and the thing is, is that even if you got one C-level meeting through Twitter and all of your salespeople got that, that would radically change again, change your 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 pipeline. And 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 that's what we're looking for. What we're looking for is transformation in the way that we're doing things and using digital to transform what we're doing. So, OK, so uh, interesting thought process that just came up, actually. So I want to quickly share my quick thought. Um, in terms of social selling as well, I mean, you met, there are a few things that you mentioned, but I want to just to kind of how do you distinguish between what social social selling, a.k.a. versus social media um, in terms of like, you know, using social media, whether it be direct me, uh, direct uh, messaging or whatever it is. Is it just social media is seen as a channel and social selling is kind of like the result? What, what How would you differentiate? The, the two if you like okay so so what we th- th- some things that we know we know that our buyers are on social media yep um you know um there is there is now 60 percent of the world's population are active on social media and they're active on social media every day and active means the data this is this is and i'm quoting data it's not my opinion mm. the data shows so so just so people know simon kemp uh k-e-m-p if, if you um go to linkedin uh, look up Simon Kemp. He provides this data um, and it's on his LinkedIn profile and it's free. It's not gated. Um, the average person spends two hours and 27 minutes every day on social media. Wow. We know that if we want to buy something, you know, I just had my a battery fitted, new battery fitted to my car. 
uh-huh. what did I do? I just went onto onto uh, Google and put battery fitters in London, in, <laughs> and 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 you know within fifteen seconds, I've I'm, I'm I've got someone booked to come to my house to 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 fit a battery. It's a natural thing. Everyone's going yet yeah, going. Everyone, all your listeners are going going like yeah, Tim. I know that, but 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 what I'm explaining that is a natural behavior that we have mm-hmm. and now a battery is fairly transactional if you're spending a million dollars on a new erp system or a new payroll system you might do a little do a, do a little bit more due diligence yes the problem is if you go to google and put in who's what's the best crm in the world you actually don't get you don't get an answer no. because what happens is that every single supplier in the world buys that search so what you get is all these, you get hundreds of thousands of suppliers saying, buy my product, it's the best in the world, it was, which is actually confusing. So what we're finding, and, and, and certainly we had a discussion with Simon Kemp recently, is that people are coming to social to search that it's actually discovery. They may not even know the question to ask. Mm. You know, if, if, if someone has actually said to an intern, go out to social media, go, go out and and find we're going to need a new, new we need a new ERP system, ERP system. Go out and find one. What yeah. do you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 you may actually use Google, but what you're doing is you're going to social because you're going to get a far more accurate search because we're going to we're what we're going to do is we're going to find someone's experience. I use this ERP system and it was really good. Mm-hmm. So so what we're finding and certainly what we're finding within our clients that as long as you do a number of things. What happens is that these, those people out there that are searching actually will walk towards you, which is transformational mm-hmm. because most people think of salespeople is I don't trust you. I don't believe a word you say. And all you're going to say is exactly the same as the competition, which is that you're the best. I mean, no one sells saying, well, we're actually fifth best and we're, we're actually a bit expensive and our customer service is rich. <laughs> if anybody does market like that, let me know. Um, you know, we all go to the market and say we're number one and we're the best. And, and and so what happens is that none of us believe it. Mm. The same as if we go to, to, to Google and say, what's the best CRM? Everyone's going to, you know, Microsoft, Salesforce, everybody's going to saying that theirs is the best one. What we're finding is that people are searching on social. And actually, as long as you're positioning yourself as an expert, positioning yourself where as a trustworthy person, what we're finding is that people are walking towards those people and saying, I've got a problem. I think you can solve it. So, for example, Namos, which is a um, hundred person Oracle reseller, had exactly that situation. They had someone approach them and said, I think you could help me. And that turned into a two point six million dollar deal. Mm. So this is not this is not chicken feed. This is here we have people that are making serious decisions we've got one client that's just actually got a found a half a billion dollar deal through their work by using social wow where someone's actually said to them you look interesting i have this problem i didn't know that you did this it's it's been really interesting reading that article can you come and talk to us and and this is about organizations recognizing that the modern buyer the modern job hunter as well and the modern investor we're all on social media we're all looking for things and we may actually not know the may not know that we're looking for them mm. and and the thing is is that we 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 may be looking but maybe search it may be discovery but we're there and we're looking what people need to do is understand how to find those people how to make sure that they're getting the inbound and then 
what that what to do to make sure that they're actually converting it yeah i like that some good stuff it's it's interesting because i know that um you know there's a lot of sophisticated tech out there you know you've got ai now and you've got kind of like these fancy algorithms that social media marketing channels you know they know what your interests are what you're currently looking at if you looked at something last week which might be for example a new car battery right you probably have about 15 different adverts on your facebook feed and i mean they're getting super smart tim you know but also that in a way that kind of like scares me i don't know if it scares you guys but it scares me because it's like you know how did you know that it's kind of like one of the things that comes to my mind is like how did you ever know that i was doing that you know do you have like well, there's, some a, sort of- there's a there's a um there's a uh, there's a facebook pixel so that actually what it does is that you're you as you look at certain things cookies are collected and the, and the pixel on facebook mm. um basically picks that up and knows that you it looks at you've given it permission to look at those cookies therefore it knows what you've been searching for yeah. so yes i will get uh, i will get um it's called programmatic and programmatic actually has a has a um a 0.02 success rate wow (laughs) so that's a 99.98 failure rate wow hey but but some people are into it now the thing is is that they're going to basically pay for ads and i will probably get them for two weeks except i've already transacted and that, and that's one of the issues always with programmatic is that someone actually made a decision or actually made decided not to buy, which is which is just just exactly the same. But from uh, you know, if you're you know, I work in the B two B enterprise space where you know people are spending a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a million dollars on uh, a piece of software. Mm-hmm. It's highly unlikely that people are going to do that by seeing some programmatic ad or by. I mean, there was a. Um, there was the, the cartoonist, the um, marketing cartoonist, um, actually, uh, his this cartoon this week was, you know, the standard um, uh, connection request from uh, LinkedIn. And there are people sitting around in a meeting and someone saying, hey, look, someone sent me a connection request, you know, standard. You, I, you look like you may be interesting. Wow, this person could actually help me. It won't. And nobody makes that decision. You know, we do our due diligence. Does this person look an expert? Is this person publishing content that makes it, you know, how does it, how does someone say you look interesting and then spend $2.6 million, $2.6 million? Mm -hmm. They don't do it by someone who's got a CV. Because if your LinkedIn profile is a CV, it means you're looking for a job. So I ain't going to spend $2.6 million with you because you're just about to leave. You know, I want someone that's going to be there for that's going to see the project out. So, and and that's one of the things that people don't often get. You know, there's 840 million people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Your LinkedIn profile is a shop window to the world. Yeah, people are walking past it every day. You know, you know, Adam, you know this from your, you know, you know this from your presence. You know, your website, your LinkedIn profile. You, you go to it and you go, this bloke, this bloke's interesting. You know, I'm here because I looked at your stuff and thought, this bloke's really interesting. Look at all this stuff. This, this what he's written here. This he knows his stuff. This this is a clever guy. I need to get on his show. Uh, and 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 you know, you've positioned yourself as that. Mm. Um, and 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 this is what other people have to understand that we're positioning ourselves out there. Our our social media profiles are open. 
365 days a year, 24 hours a, um, a, a day. And what we need is people to go, that's interesting. I think that person can help me. Now, it works the other way when we're doing outbound and prospecting, when we're connecting to people and we're moving out and we're going, hey, you know, um, uh, and going into our target markets. What we need to do is, is to make sure that someone says, I'm not going to connect. It, you know, we don't want them to say, I don't want to connect to that person because they're just going to spam me. I want them to say, I'm going to connect to that person because I think I can learn from them. They've obviously got some some interesting intelligence. I can see from their profile, they're telling me things I don't know already. I need to be connected to them because I'm going to learn. I can go into meetings now and sound really clever because I'm I'm connected to Tim Hughes and he's telling me stuff that I can go and look clever with. And what happens is that as soon as you start doing that, you're moving people through the process of saying, I don't know you to, um, I, know, I, I do know you, I like you, and then I trust you. And then when someone actually says, um, we need to get. We need to do something about this social selling. Who should we contact? The person will say, "I'm I'm connected to this guy Tim Hughes. I don't really know him. I'm connected, but he puts out this really great stuff. He's written a couple of books. Shall I get him to come in and talk to us?" And they say, mm. "Yeah." Mm. And this is about. And this is this is this is about using your presence, using psychology as a way to get those conversations, and then ultimately the sales. Yeah, it's interesting you you're talking about psychology because there was something there was a, an epiphany that came into my mind when talking about that, and and I'm just kind of look I'm just looking at it from the uh, the the analogy of the prospect and really kind of understanding the psychology and their thought patterns of I suppose perceptional reality of you on social media as well. Does, does that make sense? And yeah, it does. And I think from my perspective, it's like, you know, um, we all have different experiences on social media and we and we've all experienced, by the way, ladies and gents, we've all experienced someone like spamming us or whatever mm. it is. And sometimes it can feel very off putting and whatever it is. When you work with clients, I know that a lot the majority of our uh, listeners here are, you know, the, the the smaller business owner and business leader alike. What do you what what advice would you give to uh, those individuals to those that want to not just increase conversations, but be able to, you know, uh, being able to, I suppose, flick a switch in the perceptional reality of the audience's mind in terms of, you know, in terms of like creating that first right first impression, uh, creating the right perceptional reality to saying, do you know what this person sounds like they're a true expert from your perspective based on the knowledge that you know and and also the 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 books that you've written what are some of the things or that the buyers or the from the audience perspective what do they look for in terms of like key profiles are there certain languages is there certain like structures that people look for is there a kind of like maybe a checklist that you can give people and say, have you got this in place? Have you got that in place? And this is going to help do this. Have you have you, have you ever thought about that at all? Yeah. Um, so there's three things that you need to do. Um, first and foremost, you've got to remember that um, nobody gets up in the morning and says, I want to talk to a salesperson. 
most salespeople are seen as being pushy you know it's a bit you know i don't like i don't know you i don't like you i don't trust you i don't want to know you mm. because as soon as i connect to you or whatever you're just going to spam me and pitch to me mm. so you, we don't connect and there's a lot of rubbish out there on linkedin there's there's a um there's a thing at the moment i'm going to talk, talk about talk about your profile so the three things you need the first thing you need is what i would call a bias centric profile it's a profile that your buyer is going to be interested in mm-hmm. and 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 uh, um, so this isn't about saying you know i've been in pre- i've made president's club the last four out of the five years and once i get my teeth into a um a customer either they die or i die first that's not bar centric no. what we're looking for is first and foremost which will surprise a lot of people is personality mm. if i'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on on something i want to i'm going to give that to somebody that i think i can get on with yeah a great example of your website adam is that you come across as a nice guy you come across as a empathetic knowledgeable person you come across as an expert now whether you wrote it that way or not but i i look at that stuff and i go you know adam looks like you know adam i could go for a drink with adam and i think i could have a laugh and 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 it's and it's about finding who who's your who's your ideal customer and making sure that you have that connection on your profile. How is it that you're going to get someone to go that looks interesting mm. and actually have the curiosity? Because remember, if you've got the professional edition of LinkedIn and above, as soon as someone looks at your LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn tells you. Mm. So what happens is that you can go to that person and say. You looked at my LinkedIn profile. I do this all the time. You looked at my LinkedIn profile. Hope you found what you wanted. Be really interested to know how you found me. Maybe we can connect. And that kicks off a discussion. It's not salesy. It's not pitchy. All it is, it's giving someone an opportunity to come back and say, well, I actually saw a comment of yours on a a mate's on your book or whatever whatever it is. But it's getting that person to approach you. And there's a number of things that we can do from a psychological perspective. And again, it's about leaning in. It's not about, okay, so you we know that you're a salesperson, so you, you will have a product and a company. But mm-hmm. actually what I'm looking for as a buyer is a personality. Mm-hmm. And the more that you lean in, so for example, Cyberhawk is a drones company. They're a client of ours. Yeah. The um, MD, sorry, the CEO is a guy called Chris, Chris Fleming. And you can look up Chris Fleming on LinkedIn. He actually talks about the fact that he was made um, uh, he he was um, expelled from school. Mm-hmm. Now he talks about that about how within the, within the context of how that's made him a better CEO mm. and and his and his life of rebellion actually has made him a better CEO. And 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 what happens is you 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 go, you look at it and go, Chris looks like a really interesting guy. I'd really, I'd really like to meet him. It's kind of the the beer test or the coffee test. I'd love to have a coffee with Chris. Uh, and and so he's now got the whole of his C-suite, the CRO, the CRO, the CIO, and the CFO, all on social media all having what we call bar-centric profiles. And they're getting all kinds of, getting into all kinds of accounts. Accounts 
they do a lot about drones on pylons. A lot of the petrochemical companies that they, they've got into, they would never have got into without the use of social because you can't even cold call those organisations. Mm. I know people that have set up offices in Saudi Arabia and spent millions of dollars trying to basically get meetings with them. And these people have just got it through social, just through social. So biocentric profile. It's a profile that people can, that, that will walk towards. The second thing is about having a, a network, mm -hmm. a digital territory. Mm -hmm. This is about connecting to people. So when I look at your profile, I'll go, wow, you're connected to this person. And you're uh, so I have a guy who works for me. He has a particular target account. He's connected to a thousand people in that account. Mm. He's connected to the whole of the C-suite in the US and the whole of the C-suite in the UK. He gets people from that account coming to him saying, you obviously know a lot of people in our company. Can you tell me how this works? Mm. Now, 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 what what you'll find is with a lot of salespeople is they'll have one connection or five connections. You know, if you're trying to sell to BMW, which is a client of ours, they've got over 100,000 people. One connection isn't going to help you. So you need to be connected to all of the it, all the people that are going to influence so the people that you're trying to sell to the people that they're that are influencing them and you you know you can get 200 200 connections a week through linkedin so mm -hmm. you can start building that now the third thing that you need is content now research shows that nobody comes to linkedin or any social media platform to read brochures we all know if we want a brochure we go to the website yeah so what we're looking for is insights. And unfortunately, the stuff that marketing creates generally isn't the stuff that we want to read. Because mm -hmm. even, you know, they'll, they'll produce, well, we'll produce a 2,000-word two, two white paper. But nobody reads 2,000-word white papers. <laughs> we might download them. But what we do is that we put them in a file that says, I'll oh, read that one day on a plane or something like that. But we never do. What we want is short, snackable content. So one of the things that we do is we teach people how to write a 300-word blog. Because if I give you a 2,000-word white paper, you'll go, yeah, that's really interesting, Tim. I'll put it to one side. If I give you a 300-word blog, you'll go, okay, I'll read that now. So we're looking at short, snackable content, whether it's a blog, whether it's a short video. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is that you're demonstrating your expertise. You know, you so, for example, classic, you know, I, I would have been in – I'm just looking at um, – um, my notes, you know, I will have been in meetings um, and I write down on the left hand side blog ideas. Um, so, for example, um, uh, what one person talks about moments that matter. So I'm thought, right. That's a really good idea. I like that idea and that concept. So I'm actually going to write a blog about creating moments that matter. Now, you may actually have a meeting with a CFO. My background is selling accounting systems. You know, I met with the, I remember meeting with the CFO of Vodafone the cell, biggest cell company in the, the, the UK. And um, and I said to him, you know, what, what are the five big issues for you at the moment? And he rattled those off. Now, I, I was making notes. Now, that would you, you could write a blog. You wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't mention the, C, the CFO of no. Vodafone unless he or her gave their permission. But you could actually write and say, you know, I've been now working in the telco market for the last 10 years. Mm. I actually think that these are the five, top five things that are, that, are, that are resonating. So a great example is a, we had a target account, which is a PE company, um, private, private equity company. Okay. So what we what we found out, we found that the business issue was because of COVID, they weren't going to get the exit in the time frame they needed. They needed to basically scale. 
So what they were going to do is go out and say, what we need is international expansion. We need to be selling in more markets. Mm -hmm. So we were an article about how PE companies can get access to international companies. Now, we wrote that on the Monday. The managing director of the PE company, now remember, we were already connected to the PE company and we looked like we're experts. So it's not just writing a blog and and hoping. You, You have to put other steps in place. So we put the blog out on the Monday. We had a call on the Tuesday. The, the MD basically phoned up on the Tuesday and said, that's really interesting. Can you come and talk to us? Wednesday, we presented to his management team. Friday, we presented to the board. Monday, we got a purchase order. Now, awesome. this is now. let's go back to the people saying social selling takes a long time. This is a way of... Um, getting people and getting um, and scaling and getting contacts with people at a very high level to sell stuff at a very high level where you could be selling something of a strategic um, position. I'm not talking about selling teapots or batteries or stuff like that. Sure, you sure. can do that. But, you know, for example, you know, with BMW, they're selling 50, 60, 70, 100,000 pound, 100,000 dollar cars. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a considered purchase. So this is this is what we can do to actually um uh, so way that people can do this. So biocentric profile, a network connecting to the people that you want to influence, mm-hmm. not just one person within the account, but the people that are influencing multiple people in the accounts. And third, content that's actually going to resonate, that's going to give the insight, that's going to entertain. All of these things um, are what um, uh, what you need to do around social. It's interesting. So I came across something, um, when was it? A couple of days ago, actually. So I'm part of a community, um, and an entrepreneurial community. And so hmm. they gave us, uh, they've been doing a study over the last 10 years where they've had, um, you know, people that have discovered them, you know, whether it be through a lead magnet book or whatever it might be. Yep. And so what they have found over the last 10 years, and they, they work with hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs and business leaders. And over the last 10 years, they wanted to conduct a study which would prove how quickly it would take from the per- time that they were discovered to the time that they yep. were, you know, that they bought something effectively. And according to their research, they, how many days do you think, that, it, that, how many days do you reckon roughly uh, it took for them to convert? Um, I've got no idea. One of our clients is 183 days. Yeah, so you're not not far off. One seventy four, believe it or not, one seventy four. And and I was quite surprised about that because that's effectively almost like six months, really, five to six months, yep. roughly. And so obviously we know we so what you're so I guess my question really is is you talked a lot about you know social selling can be it can be done very fast. You can get very high, you know, very quick results. But then. If I then play, if then if we look at a different spin to this and say, okay, well, if we look at like, for example, what you said about your client and about this particular research study around the 174 days of buying something, how, I suppose my question is, is what is, what, what are the two differences between, you know, a business that is acquiring a a client that's taking almost six months versus someone that. You know, what is it they're doing right or wrong, you know, in in terms of technique wise? Does that make sense to him? Yeah, it does. I mean, quite often what 
with any organization mm. if you're going to make a hundred thousand dollar investment yeah you're probably get you're probably going out to more than one supplier mm. um and you know there's people that go, got to go skiing and mm. um you know you've got to book things so so you know th- those those things generally could take three six or, or, or six months and i kind and i would and i kind of get that mm. to go through that process of you know doing a demonstration doing the due diligence um will take that that amount of time um but you know one of the things is you know what well what we found out was by selling to smaller organizations you know some people you go to them you know we're, we're talking here in november mm-hmm. i could go to an old person and they say well actually i'm really interested but the budget's not available until february mm. whereas if you go to some small organizations you can say this is the this is the opportunity cost for for not doing anything make the decision now we'll have you up and running and you'll actually be you'll you'll be getting leads um, and meetings um, using social selling by February. Yeah. So, you know, certain organizations have different decision-making structures. Yes. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that quite often people think that social selling, oh, it's about relationships. Well, it is. But if if you've got, if you're demonstrating that you're an expert and if 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 they see that you're doing that they, and you're, you're positioned right, you've got a biocentric profile, people will walk towards you and then things speed up. That's cool. So what you're saying, basically, there is an element of branding that's needed to influence that kind of, you you should we say that speed of decision making? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. And remember, when I, I, I'm going to, so the word branding, uh, yeah, it's, but the thing is, is that my relationship with you, Adam, is with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you, if you suddenly said to me, Tim, I've done this podcast at the end, he said, I've done the podcast, but actually I'm going to join IBM next week. Mm. But I'm going to put the podcast out. My relationship is with you, not with IBM. Yeah. So even if you change jobs, my relationship with you, and this is one of the things that, that businesses can't get their heads around, mm. which is that, so what they do is that they go, well, the, the biggest, you know, IBM, this is, this is, this is, it's everything to do with the brand. It's not, it's about the people. It's about the only way that you're, the, the only, if you look out, if you look at um, uh, businesses today, one of the reasons why businesses are shedding staff is because they're not empowering their people. Mm. They're not using digital. You know, you can see these companies out there and you, 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 I, I feel so sorry for the employees when they're not being empowered. They're not being able to talk with their own um, voice. So, for example, display technology, they make displays yeah. based in Cambridge. They've cut their budget for um, recruitment consultants and recruitment ads. They don't okay. use that, those okay. anymore. Just think that that's a massive expense that they've been able to cut. Why? Because they're using social. They're, they're they're empowering their employees to put stuff out on social and people go do you know that looks like a really interesting company to work for mm-hmm. or hey you know this i you know i've got a really bad day they look like they've got a really good esg policy they've got a great diversity policy or whatever it is they look like they've got a great culture i'd love to work there and what happens is that people are going to them saying can i come work for you mm. so they've got they've got the pick of the best talent because the best talent are the people that are going are not necessarily saying I've lost my job. Sorry, if you have lost your job, I don't mean any harm. But it's people that are currently in position and in a role um, that are actually saying I want to come and work for you, whichever the people that are going to stay the longest. Mm. 
Uh, also, do you also from again based on your years of experience in social selling, do you also how um influential in terms of the speed of decision making in terms of you know sales and and so forth you know if i am in my mind i want to make a change or you know i've got a pain point how does that influence the social selling aspect you know compared to like what we talked about previously which was like the average client takes 174 days but then you know, you've given an, a read some really great examples of you can get a decision based in less than a week. So, as do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, one of the things that one of the things that we teach as part of our training is that we we work with organisations around keywords. Now, mm. uh, the discussion that we have around keywords quite often you'll find that marketing departments will say that we've got that, mm. but. You, you, you say to people, okay, so what's your keyword? And they say, well, we want to be number one for digital transformation. You say, okay, well, if you go to Google and put in digital transformation, you'll find that there's billions of articles. You'll never be number one. So it's about finding a long tail of things. Now, what happens is that every time you put out a piece of content, mm -hmm. you're, you're, as long as you optimize it to be indexed by Google, mm -hmm. every piece builds up a library every piece means that, that you're more and more likely to be picked up in search mm -hmm. one of the things that we do when we talk about people's biocentric profile is that we show them to make sure that they're optimizing it for search from google because google generally likes um uh, linkedin because it's full of content yes but you can optimize yeah. your profile to make sure that you're that you're found if people are searching either for your name or for keywords so what you're doing is that actually the, the acquisition of the lead of the client, we actually find can take 30% less time mm. because you're not actually having to go through the process of, you know, when I was in corporate, I'd have someone saying um, to me, um, uh, what we need to do is run a seminar. And you go, why? And they, because I said, I can contact these people and go and have a conversation. A seminar is going to take me, six eight weeks to organize i'm wasting eight weeks because i can just go straight to the people mm -hmm. and that's the thing about social media if there's someone that you want to talk to as long as you you as long as you have a great profile you have a great network and you have content that makes you look like an expert you can get pretty much go to anybody and get a conversation mm. and that speeds the sales cycle up we think by we think so so um telstra purple one of our clients have a 183 day process they reckon they've been able to shorten that by 30 percent wow that's cool it's it's a massive massive shift definitely 130 percent of 183 that's that, that's, a, that's a that's a that's a that's a good jump I like that yeah, yeah yeah and and you think about the fact that if you've closed something you can then move on you know you, you there's a there's an incremental increase in revenue that you can have because you can work on more deals mm -hmm. now I got a question because I know that we've talked a lot about LinkedIn and LinkedIn is one of my favorite platforms. Um yeah. but obviously social selling doesn't just, you know, doesn't just corner to to LinkedIn specifically. Is there any I suppose call it I know that we've got the TikToks now and we've got the Instagrammers now and things like that. In terms of like I know you mentioned around connecting with people um, building content, you know, you, you've given us the three techniques, which is good. How do, how does each channel, I suppose, again, depend on who the audience is, is going to depend on which social media channel you decide to really hone on. 
how do those how do the techniques of the three that you've highlighted from before how do they kind of do they need to be articulated or differentiating in terms no, of the reason in the reason why we teach the reason why we teach those things is actually what we're doing is that we're teaching people to be social yeah. how to use so you know, it's social media so how do what is the correct behavior to be social on that behavior on that media and that's what we're we're teaching you to be so one of the things that we do in our training is most of it's on linkedin but we do actually do a, 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 a small session on twitter and really, that is an example of saying, look, what we've just taught you these things. Mm. All you have to do now is actually move to Twitter and use those things. This is not about learning. This is a lot of people think I have to become a LinkedIn expert. You don't. You have to become an expert at being social mm. because the platform will su support it. Mm. The same with Twitter. The same with you. You need to have this. If you've got social skills, you can go onto Instagram or any platform you want and execute based on being social. Love it. And that's the thing that we teach. It's very different from what quite often what you do is you get people saying, well, I will teach you LinkedIn or I'll teach you, teach you Instagram. This is about teaching to go, go on all things. And we call this walking digital corridors and having digital conversations. Love it. This is about making sure that salespeople, whereas in the past they may have walked into a building and knocked on doors and said, hey, Steve, can I have a quick 10 minutes with you? And um, what we're doing now is that we're actually uh, we're, we're, we're needing to do this digitally. We know that our clients are on digital. We know that our buyers and everybody are on digital. So how is it that we can actually walk these digital corridors and have these digital conversations? Cool. Love it. Some very good stuff. Now, in terms of um, I was going to say in terms of like, you know, being able to I, I, my belief is that if you're a business that is under doing under seven figures, the focus should always be around doing more sales and marketing. Um, that's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, that's kind of like, you know, my advice to a lot of the clients that I have in terms of um, checklist, um, Tim, is there a particular checklist that you could maybe share, you know, whether it be profiling or whatever it is, you know, in terms of making sure that you create that first impression, being able to create this, ideology with your audience in order to speed up that you know social selling uh persona if you like um is there a checklist that you know that you give to clients or that you could advise some tips maybe for some of our listeners um really i would go through the the, the three pointers that i talked about cool but the thing is is that what we know is that i can tell you all these things mm. and you can know all these things but knowing and doing are two different things execution <laughs> and, and it's about execution yeah. and and always with sales it's about you know if you stop prospecting then the prospects stop coming in True. so it's about you know you've got to be you, you've got to be connecting to people every week mm. you've got to be putting out content now i put out content every day you know this is a great piece of content um it it highlights you adam it highlights me you know I, i'm obviously going to share this on um my my profile because it demonstrate that demonstrates that i'm an expert mm -hmm. and 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 if you watch it and you say well actually i don't like tim hughes well that's great because i qualified you out <laughs> because you were never going to never going to buy from me either so so what happens is actually that's great efficiency but you've got to remember today that if you're not posting content you are invisible mm. so if you've got somebody that only comes to uh linkedin on wednesdays um because the children are at um swimming or swimming lessons or something like that and you're not posting on wednesdays you are invisible 
Yeah. And and this is one of the things that 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 people have to wrestle with, which is the fact that um we we need that visibility, we need to have that credibility. And we get that by posting on a daily basis and having authentic articles that people can read and find interesting, insightful. Um, and I'm I'm also going to say the word entertaining. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Fun and entertaining is definitely I for me. It's definitely uh, right up there, hundred percent. Love that. Now I know that we're um, kind of coming towards the end of our conversations. Now I know that social selling, um, your second edition. I know that you wrote the the first edition about six years ago. I think you said that you'd wrote twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, six years ago. So, um, what's going to say to you? How does the updated version differentiate between that and which you which you which you've got in your hand now well what how does it kind of, what have you discovered and how how is it how do you feel like things have evolved over the last six years why why the update so so the feedback that it, it it's been it's sold constantly and especially sold during covid but the feedback that i was getting that there was that there were certain subject matters one of them that was that there used to be this thing called cloud which died in 2018 because of gdpr Mm. which used to be a measurement of um, uh, social media influence. Okay. So so I'd written about the world as of, I wrote it in 2015, it came out in 2016. There's a number of things that have changed. So um, last, just before last Christmas, my partner and I, we went to Portugal for two weeks and I we got a two bedroom apartment, one bedroom where I was able to shut the door and not have all the distractions you get at home. <laughs> and basically I rewrote the book. Um, and I also went out to practitioners. When I wrote the first one, it was very much um, I'd done I I I rolled out social selling across um, four thousand people at Oracle, but that was really the only the um, experience I had. Whereas we've now run, been running the business for six years, mm. and we've got far more practical experience and it and case studies of being able to to put in the book. Hmm. So I rent out to 15 people who are doing social selling already. So sales leaders. So I've got um, contributions from Cyberhawk, Telstra, RingCentral, Namos, Daniel Guzman at Mercer, Anita Vasilia Erickson, hmm. um, a headhunter friend of mine, um, as well as people within my own business. Um, you know, where I've said, here's a section on community. I want you to write me a case study on what you're doing at community show showcase what you're doing at the moment because a lot of people still think that social selling somehow is some sort of future state mm-hmm. it's like well it's not you know i wrote the article how to get 10 c-level meetings a week way back in 2016 people are doing this and what people need to understand is that they're falling behind way, way falling behind mm-hmm. so um the original book had 187 pages the second edition has got 306 Wow. So there's a big update in terms of the um uh the, the the changes and and it is right up to date in terms of 2023. Yep, good. Love it. Some good stuff there. Well, um listen guys, um I hope that Tim's been giving you some great value bombs from today's conversation. What I would highly recommend you do is connect with Tim. Um we'll put all his social media links below by the way and um do check out his uh his books hyphen books and check out social social selling and uh, some of the other books as well and some and you know he's also on linkedin a lot so make sure you connect on linkedin as well and various other channels whichever your preferred um, channel is of course tim i just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today thank you so much adam it's been great fun and it's been great chatting with you it's been been wonderful likewise likewise 
Listen, guys, if you have any questions, do me a favor, drop Tim a DM or a personal message. Just mention this podcast. And again, as I mentioned to everyone here on the show, if you enjoy our shows, okay, all I have is a real big um, ask is if you could leave a one or a five star review. I'm not going to be offended if you put a one star review, by the way. I don't have very many. In fact, I don't have any. Um, But if you do put any, it's always good to have constructive feedback. If you're on Apple or on Spotify, please leave a review. Uh, I would love it for you guys to to hear from you uh, and uh, hope you've enjoyed the show and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. Take care. We'll see you soon. Cheers.